So in listening to that interview with Karen Tintori, um, it was pretty gripping in terms of just how grisly some of the consequences of honor culture can be and the ways in which women are oftentimes forced to bear an unfair burden for the honor of, you know, male counterparts in the family, even the family name. Just, you know, as, as a point of, of broader fact, I mean, it's true that in many families in the 20th century, really, you know, women were oftentimes forced to, you know, give away children that were coming from so-called illegitimate relationships. There's a long history of this kind of marginalization directed against women. And believe it or not, I was sent away from my mother in 1978 to live in Jamaica with family members because of what my arrival as a so-called illegitimate child meant to the family name. You know, my mother was involved in what was considered to be by the small kind of niche community of New England where she was from and the smaller black community within that community to be involved in a dishonorable relationship with a lower class black man. And so it, it, it was something that I heard on several levels, as Tintori was mm. detailing what happened to that distant kind of great aunt, but also what the broader costs of honor culture were for women. Hmm. Did, I hope you don't mind my asking this, Nathan, but was this mm-hmm. something that was talked about in your family? No. And like uh, Karen, I'm actually in the process of writing about this now and running up against the same kinds of silences within the family. Hmm. Um, but I think it also goes back to you know the work that you and Ed do, which is that these kinds of questions of honor are both profoundly intimate, but also you know almost sociological or like anthropological, right? I mean, they raise the biggest possible questions about how we live in our society. So. Nathan Joanne, do we think that honor and shame have really lost their currency in American life today? They were so powerful for so long. Where are we now? Well, it sure sounds like, based on all the stories that we've been talking about in this episode, it's not so much that it vanishes. It just shapes and reshapes and reshapes itself. Right. And it's easy to miss it for that reason, but that I don't think that means it's gone. I think, Nathan, your story shows that there's a, a real power to this that persists and that in one way or another, all of us have felt in our lives. I, th- I think that's right. And I, I actually can, can attest this too, and I'm sure you all can, in, in, in even in teaching. You know, I, I had the opportunity to teach some high school students um, Nathaniel Hawthorne's The Scarlet Letter, right, from 1850, writing about the 1640s. In The Scarlet Letter, of course, you have Hester Prynne, the protagonist who has a child out of wedlock and is forced to wear a red letter A for adultery, right, The Scarlet Letter, meant to bear her shame for all the community to see. And, you know, you get some high schoolers, which is, again, high school is a small community where a lot of kids are trying to save face and there's a sense of honor there, right, and stature. And they totally, you know, we're drawn into this story about the 17th century. And then you think, obviously, the culture around, you know, street vendettas that get settled oftentimes violently, the cone of silence that happens in certain, you know, law enforcement agencies or even, you know, reputation.com as a site that's meant to basically clean your reputation or restore your honor on the Internet. I would say there, there are dozens of different ways in which our contemporary life is awash in concerns about honor. Well, right. And I, and I think right there, I think that's um, a way in which... I suppose honor in a way, although we're not calling it that, um, has a new kind of a power because of the internet. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, there you're told all the time to think about what you put out there because it will affect your reputation and it will never go away and it could sort of stain the perception of who you are. And you're supposed to always worry about what other people can see about you <laughs> and what you're putting online. So, you know, right. in some ways it, it's it's hearkening right back to everything that we're talking about and that people have to worry about their reputation. It's just in a, in a different kind of a way. 
And it's interesting, too, that we have some of the oldest language about honor and shame of uh, cuckoldry uh, has oh, now re- re- returned now as the worst thing you could say about somebody is that they're a cuck, wow. right? Wow. So isn't that spooky? How yes. just sort of... <laughs> <laughs> that is spooky. word for it. <laughs> yeah. So it just makes you realize how woven into Western culture, at least, mm-hmm. uh, these concepts are. Yeah, call it honor 2.0, right? I mean, it's, it's every, everything that was concerning the ancient world, but like ramped up with, with like digital speed, for sure. That makes me really scared of honor 3.0, though, Nathan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love progress, folks. <laughs>